Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good morning, Black Twitter. Do you know what today is? Do you know what today is? It's our month anniversary. <laughs> month anniversary. This is going to be a great show. Beauty Jackson of the Good and Terrible and Superlicious podcast is joining us later, so I'm excited. I told you I was kicking this up a notch. Boom. Y'all, Good Morning Black Twitter is one month old. Well, technically, the month anniversary was yesterday, but I've been fighting PMS all week, so just go with it. It's been a long month. There have been a lot of lessons learned. But as they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And the longer tea steeps, the stronger it gets. So this show is just going to get better and better. With that being said, I do want to let y'all know that after this week, Good Morning Black Twitter is going to go from being a daily morning show to airing episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Don't worry, it won't always be this way. But for now, this will help me deliver a better show to y'all and also save my sanity. Two birds, one stone. Once the show picks up, we can get back to daily episodes and hopefully by then maybe I can hire some help, like some producers, maybe a couple writers, some social media interns. A team for Team T. That would be great. Let's put that in the universe as a thing that should happen for Good Morning Black Twitter. I really do appreciate y'all tuning in and I'm just gonna work to get better at this with each passing month. By the way, as I always say, whether you're watching or listening to this show, subscribe and rate it. I'd appreciate it. Especially on the month anniversary episode. I mean, that's like a birthday gift. Come on, how could you not? Okay, so you know how I'm always saying you should go to goodmorningblacktwitter.com and sign up for the newsletter because there's gonna be awesome stuff? Well, there's finally something special available for those who have subscribed. Be sure to check your email and you can find out how to redeem your special gift. And if you're thinking, Jeannie, I subscribe, there's nothing in my email about a special gift, this special gift was for certain subscribers to the newsletter who have a certain member rating. How do you get a member rating? Well, you subscribe to the newsletter. When the newsletter comes, you open it. You look at the content inside. If you didn't get anything this time, don't fret. There will definitely be future rewards for newsletter subscribers, and they won't all have the same qualifications. Just know that you have to subscribe to be eligible for any newsletter perks and to improve your newsletter member rating, be sure to open the newsletter and check out the content. Okay, so I'm going to jump right into introducing our guest of the day. I'm very honored that she agreed to join our show. 
If you're part of Black Twitter and you don't know about her, you're missing out. She's the host of the new Superlicious podcast and one half of the brilliantly hilarious Good and Terrible show. Please welcome Beauty Jackson. Hey, Beauty. Thank you for having me. Hey, girl, how you doing? How your people doing? Okay, so one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because you're also a creative person. So my first question to you is, when did you realize that you're creative? Always. Um, I always made up stories. As a child, I was a prize liar. <laughs> and but, but even outside of that, um, I just kind of saw things bigger. You know, I saw when... I, I always, for as long as I can remember, I knew how to read. And shortly thereafter, I was always scribbling. I was always writing. And I really started, I started writing in first grade, like writing creatively in first grade. And my parents would find these little notes around the house and they would laugh, you know, obviously, because it's, you know, this, I'm this, I'm five, six years old talking about weird abstract shit. And, um, and so, you know, they would squirrel them away or whatever, and it would make for funny stories when we were, you know, when we would get with the family or whatever. And um, around fifth grade, when I realized that other people saw me as creative um, outside of my family, I'm sorry, sixth grade, I wrote, can't even remember what I wrote. I think I wrote a, a um, the assignment was tell us your feelings about spring. And I just wrote, you know, and my teacher, she asked me if I wrote it. <laughs> she was like, who helped you write this? And I was like, uh, I helped me write it. Cause I did not have the parents help you with your projects. Like I had the lamest projects and stuff in school. Cause my parents were like, oh really? That's your project. You better do what you do. And that was, that was it. So um, I, uh, and that's when I realized, okay, I think I have a knack for this. And I just really kept digging in to that. And as I got older, um, I want to say like 13, older, relatively older child, that's when I realized I like the stage. Um, so I did, uh, I did speech and debate. Um, and then as the, it slowly creative writing. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know what? Just go with it because no problem. I'm here. No. I don't want to No, they they just that's erasure. Real live erasure. Is it because I'm black? Yes. <laughs> so it and and so it was just as I got older, it was creative writing, acting and I I did more of the I mean I was I was really good in in acting, but I I kind of liked writing uh, better than actually being on stage. I mean, I, I have a knack for it. I have a knack on the mic, but I like creating the entire thing. I found that I liked writing plays more than I liked being in them, even though I was good at both. And um, I never, I, I had kids pretty young, so I didn't really get to explore. I didn't get to do the young person. Maybe I'll try out acting thing. Maybe I'll go to New York thing. I, you know, I had for my sisters to take care of and then my own kids to take care of. It was like, okay, you gotta get a job. So I didn't really delve into acting or any of that, but I could still write. That was something that no one could take care, take away from me. And that was the thing I stuck with. And um, fast forward to, I guess, three years ago, 
three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. That's when the idea of podcasting was first implanted with by my um actually my networking partner, uh, Classic Materia. That's when he invited me as a guest on his podcast, and that was when I got bitten by that part of it. And that entire segment of media was something where, you know, we talk about as black people, our voices are ignored and we don't have space. And I realized I can create a space and it might not be a large space. It may never be a large space, but it'll always be a space that I can create to talk about the things that I think are important and to talk about whatever in a way that I deem respectful and that will respect other people. Okay, so piggybacking on that a little bit, when did you realize that you're funny? That's another thing I always knew. Um, my dad is this really kind of stern dude. And I was the one who could make him laugh. Like, not just laugh, but like spit take laugh. And if I could make him laugh, I figured I could make anybody laugh. And that was just, I was... I was the family clown, I was the class clown, but I was, I was also, I read a lot. So it wasn't like I was being a clown to mask something else. I was kind of being funny because that was how I expressed myself. I expressed myself through humor. Even when the caca is hitting the, hitting the fan, I still, I, I look for the joke because I can't, I have to laugh, you know, I have to make myself laugh and it tends to make other people laugh. I just, so I just kind of always, I always knew that. Um, and of course it's also, you know, when you see people, you're talking and you're trying to tell just a straight serious story and people are literally tears in their eyes. I'm like, I'm serious, but okay. <laughs> because apparently my facial expressions get to people as well. My facial expressions and my pauses and all that. So it's just one of those things that I kind of, accepted. I can totally relate to that. I'm one of those people who has a million things running through their mind, but only one of those things makes it to my face and whatever expression that is, that's what you're going to get. I might not be the one with the witty comeback, but I'm probably the one with the shady facial expression. The other thing for me was I was a, I was a really funny looking kid. It took me a long time to grow into my face and people were like, oh, no, you were I was like, no, I, I was rough. And and so when you're rough looking and you're a kid, you're going to get these jokes. So you can either cry about it. And I wasn't going to do that. You could fight about it. And I did that. And I was kicking ass when I was staying punished or you can clap back and so once i realized you know i had enough practice i'm like oh i'm good at that that's where that's where we so this is what happens to the people you bully kids they always got these jokes see the bullied kids and the silent kids we're the ones you should be betting on for me it was a lot easier to um once i realized i could turn things into a joke it was a lot easier to realize, okay, I don't have time to joke and just kind of ignore it and let it roll off my back. So people can say some fairly terrible things to me. And since it's kind of going to come off, you know, I've already thought of like three, four jokes on it. It's like, it's not even worth it. Now, do you find it easier to be funny verbally or funny in writing, like in tweets? For myself personally, I kind of find it easier to speak than to write. They're just two different sides of my brain, I guess. But do you find that they're just two separate approaches for you or one big thing and just two aspects of the same thing? It's different. It's different aspects. Um, I'm, 
I'm lucky enough, and I, I try not to, because I think different people have different social gifts, social abilities, or desire on how they socialize. And I'm an extroverted person. And I'm also, you know, I'm a reader and a writer. So I have that on screen, you know, on computer screen, whatever. But I'm also extroverted and enjoy being around people. And that kind of just carries on. Like what you see on Twitter, it's not my persona. That's why sometimes my timeline comes off very irritable because I'm irritated. I'm not putting on for Twitter today is a shitty day. And I don't feel like getting off Twitter. You get off Twitter. And so that might be what you get. You know, so it's 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 just kind of part of, or not even kind of part of who I am. It is a part of who I am, which is why I will take breaks or why I might see, seem very standoffish or somber or whatever, because those are the things, part, a, a lot of, there are things that I keep, very privately like I talk about my kids but then but there's an extent to that I do not talk about my relationships at all <laughs> I um I, I just don't I people have different reasons for whether or not things are secretive or whatever I, I just don't do it um but outside of that once I realized that I had a voice I wanted to usely so that people didn't realize like you can you can express yourself and you can be funny and and whatever else and it's not a front this is you know we're real people i think part of why i am the way i am on twitter and i'm there's not like a melanie or a bd jackson is because to me it's important that you know there's a real person behind the screen name with feelings and 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 fears and, and everything else and so that's why i think i'm a little more consistent because it's just once I realized that I was heard, I was being seen, I never wanted people to forget that I'm a human being. Speaking of being heard and seen, I love what's happening specifically on Black Twitter right now where everybody seems to be finding their way to tell their own stories and express themselves and just get it out there and own what they want to do. And the other thing that I liked about it that I didn't, I didn't expect to I didn't even expect to happen was how so many of us have grown in our sensitivities like we like to say about like old Twitter you wouldn't have su survived on old Twitter okay but maybe old Twitter should have been that way <laughs> you know there are some things that happened that were just harmful and I think being exposed to more things being exposed to different cultures different lifestyles it teaches us to deal with one another and that's how you really gain sensitivity like when we talk about inclusion and all these things part of it is because we just weren't exposed to certain types of people to know this is offensive this hurts me this is funny but it's not funny for you like there's all these these layers that now we're exposed to and it's not that we've gotten softer it's that we've gotten more aware and i don't think there's anything wrong with that Okay, so as something who's been doing this media thing for a while now and has been growing as a creator, what's something you didn't know you didn't know? I didn't know that I could ever get tired of creating. Hmm. I didn't know that I, or how am I saying? I didn't know that I didn't know that creating could get tiring. I would get tired of it. And not so much from a standpoint of I want to quit, but just from a standpoint that I got it, but I'm not gonna give it. I just, just, just know, 
today is is close because I always like it was always my dream. I figured if I could do what I want, if I could write and I would just have this space and you know I would I had all these big dreams of what type of creator I would be and you know you read all these things where if you're a writer writing burns like a fire in your belly you can never it's like okay yeah it's a fire in my belly and I really just want to smoke weed and watch cartoons and that's what real niggas is doing today but I did not know I would ever feel that because I had never felt that for years because for a long time creativity was a thing it was like this it was like dessert for me you know it wasn't it wasn't the meal and now to be perfectly honest my nine to five is dessert because it gives me money <laughs> like it's, it's how i it's how i put food in the fridge that's the dessert but what i create is my meal because long after i leave this job or the next job if i have to get another job I'm still going to be a writer. Long after I retire, I'm still going to be a writer. I'm still going to be looking to promote new voices. And that's a big responsibility. Like that's a, when I look at my entire vision, it's a weighty obligation that I'm taking on. And sometimes I just can't do it (laughs) or don't want to, or just need a break. And I never thought that would be a thing. I thought that was one of the perks of of working for yourself. You can set your own hours. Yeah, I can set my own hours and I still don't want to do them. Yes, a woman with a plan. I love it. Tell everyone where they can keep up with everything you're doing. Um, You can find me, of course, uh, at beauty underscore Jackson. Please say the underscore. Um, Redmeandreams.com, like I said before. CSPN.us. Um, Super Luscious is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, pretty much wherever you get in your podcast and Jones, you can find me. And um and and in your earbuds somewhere. I'm gonna be all over the place. So I'm 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 honored that you had me here. Thank you so much. Aw, thank you so much, Beauty Jackson, for being my first guest. I'm forever grateful to you. Once again, don't forget to follow Beauty Jackson on Twitter. That's at beauty underscore Jackson. Don't forget the underscore. That wraps up this episode, but I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday. Happy month anniversary, Black Twitter. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.